1: We're back for a new season and under similar circumstances to Despite the Result, we hope you've bothered to join us as we, or rather the other people in the studio, will be discussing the latest in a line of horrors horror shows from the lads. The Chronicles James Hunter joins myself, Stephen Goldsmith, and that Gareth Barker in the studio. Long time no see, James. But it I, is. I guess some things never change, yeah? Some Something's never change. I'm back here again talking about struggling suddenly. <laughs> yeah. We we did we always say we're gonna monitor this Gareth, don't we, and see. And sort of try and book the guests that we generally come on after good results. Whether that would make a difference or not, um, anything's worth a go. I'm trying to think if we've ever had a good result. Um,
0: <laughs> you had no, your lucky socks, Gareth. Lucky but socks I think got l- l-
2: Lucky guest. <laughs> they
0: didn't. They didn't work. The lucky socks, did they? They didn't. They went in. The, well, they didn't go in the bin, but they probably should have gone in the bin after that um, debacle, disappointment. That's that's why should that's well, why I should get some socks. I, I'm gonna and it re- just says disappointment. <laughs> and then I wouldn't be disappointed with the socks yeah. because the socks would have worked.
1: That would sum up your life generally, not just football. I guess. It, well, <laughs> it probably would. I mean, look at, this, look at oh, us some, here. How, che- how many? A cheap shot, but it was easy. Three, three seasons. Was, was, goal, was, wasn't it three or
0: four seasons, but this, this is the fourth season. I think we're into now. And you know, I'm spending such a long time. We used to. we're waiting to kick on.
1: are we? still we're waiting
0: to <laughs> kick on. Generally. <laughs> yeah. But, um. the, the t- funny, second, second guest we ever had was Gary Gowers, and they've been, like, relegated in the back again, mm. and we're, we're still in the same place. Yeah, I look forward
1: to that on Thursday, and <laughs> the end of the light. Um. I guess now, James, we sack the manager and look for a new manager bounce. Uh, yeah, well, one game into the season, so, uh, you know, there's plenty of time. <laughs> I mean, this this killed my holiday sort of added to my post-holiday blues, as, as Gareth corrected me b- before the show, because I was I was waiting for my transportation to the airport to come home, and then when I got there Proctor texted me and, and said, you know, we've lost 4-2, so I was grumpy about that. And then I went and checked in my bags, and they told me it was a three-hour flight delay. And it just sort of compounded it all, and uh, it well, just you, su- sund- what, it's like sun- nothing like Sunderland to spoil you. Yeah, well, I, it wasn't exactly my holiday, because it was coming to an end. If it's
0: over three-hour flight delay, you might be able to claim it back just to let you know. So that's something to think about. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Mm. A few hundred quid.
1: I, I didn't say that on the letter they give us.
0: You'll have to do <laughs> some investigating. Well, that's just what I've heard. Yeah.
2: No, it was a pretty grim, <laughs> grim afternoon at Leicester. I don't know about uh, in sunnier climbs mm. where you were, but it was it was bad enough. Well, where that's we it. Were.
1: The Leicesters are going to be relying on you too. I've, I've, I've got some points and some questions I can ask, but I didn't watch the game, so I can't really give my opinion as such. So you to a sort of you holding the show up. Tonight, I think. You're my arms. Oh, God help us. <laughs> but what strikes me initially, James, is we're tired of seeing on this on this podcast, you know, we write things, we do the show, and we're sick of seeing that this sort of group of players can't afford to give less than a hundred percent or almost run themselves into the ground. We saw that last season, the back end of last season when we stayed up and the players will run themselves into the ground. Now that's not realistic to sustain, is it? So in that respect, have we done enough? in the transfer market over the summer, do you think? Uh,
2: Well, this is the biggest frustration, isn't it? Because uh, Sunderland fans have seen that that this group of players and previous groups of players over the last couple of seasons, last three seasons, um, have got it within them to produce performances because they've come good in the nick of time for the last three years. But, um, you know, that's not really uh, viable in, in the long term. They need to start better and get points, you know, on the board, early on so that they're not left in that back against the wall um, situation in April and May uh, because if you if you keep on tempting fate sooner or later uh, it's going to come back and bite you and, and you are going to wind up uh, being relegated. You make the point about um, has enough been done in the transfer market, well uh, on the evidence of what we saw on Saturday, certainly not um, there's been one player come in for a, a good amount of money, Lenz, who Lenz who, who looked like a a player at Doncaster in pre-season, and also did okay in in Hanover. Um, set up a goal at Leicester on on Saturday, um, but throughout the rest of the, of the team, the only players that have come in have come in for a couple of million pounds here and there. And uh, really, I think you need to be spending more than that if you're going
1: to uh, uh, if you're going to improve the team at Premier League level. How long are we going to put up with this sort of trio in midfield, guys? I know we have a player to come in. To be fair, but it's just. I don't want. People have been speaking before saying, you know, the team still looks better than the first game of last season, but it's its all. It's back to the midfield, and I'm sick of talking about it. It's the engine room. We don't have enough power in there. We don't have enough presence in there. As I said, a Norm V is going to come in. But looking at that, I know they're going to be trying to do things behind the scenes, and it's easy just to criticise them and say, you should have done more, but it's frustrating, isn't it? I think, firstly, you'd say its it's
0: one game, so. However disappointing it was, and it was disappointing, you've got to keep that level of perspective because I think we're in danger of hitting some sort of peak hysteria after one match, and that's driven by a summer of, you know, froth basically of transfers and this team's going to do this and this team have improved here and they've improved there. And I think on the pitch, Results. Unless the results are good, obviously people will react, and that that's fair enough. People are people are you know within the rights to get irritated about that performance at the weekend. But at the same time, it's almost like the off the pitch stuff becomes more important than the actual game itself, and it becomes this competition, this battle to sign as many p- brilliant players as you possibly can, and the bot the bottomless pit of money that apparently exists that Alice Short's got isn't being used. Well, we o- we don't really know the full. Situation. I don't think financially situation has moved on since Christmas time when we brought in one player in Germain Defoe and we got rid of Altidore and, and did that deal. Um, and, and, and the wage bill, I think we all know by now that the wage bill then was pretty much at, at breaking point and six months down the line that, that's not going to have changed. So I think in, in terms of bringing people in for big money, I mean, all the noises seem to suggest that the money's there to spend on players... The problem they've got is the wage, the wage bill and if you're going to spend 50 million pounds on a player he's not going to be on 20 grand a week is he he's going to be on 50 grand a week 60 grand a week if you bring one player in like that you've got one player and 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 you've got this money to spend but it's it's just a difficult situation and the, the squad is bloated with bad footballers, as as we've seen on massive wages probably who, who we can't get rid of because nobody else wants them. I mean, we've got Mavriass sitting there, um, Roberge, Bridcut, Buckley, Graham, Fletcher. I bet you, they're, if you combine their wages per week, I bet you're looking at over between £100,000 and £150,000 a week straight away. If you got rid of all those six players and brought in two good players across their wages, you'd probably improve the squad even though you've t- taken numbers out of it, so... It's it's a it's a difficult one with the transfers because everyone seems to now want to buy. Like I mean, Van Anholdt's being questioned and rightly so after the weekend because he was so awful. Um, but we've seen that Van Anholt can play well from from left back, so it, it's it's a difficult situation now where people are wor- worried, rightly so. But it's it's just that the situation creates the pressure and. How how are we going to respond to that? It, it,
2: you're right on the finances, Gareth, and you're also right that you know you shouldn't rush to a snap judgment after one game. I think what was so frustrating on on Saturday was that it wasn't just losing against Leicester, a team of you know who are in the same area of the table as Sunderland last season and will be again this season. I'm almost certain of that. Um, but it was it was the way that Sunderland lost against Leicester it was right back yeah. to the worst of last season the collapses at Southampton absolutely. and against Filler uh, yeah. and Crystal Palace the way that the goals just one, once one went in then the roof fell in um, it it looked as though there was absolutely no progress from last season whatsoever um, had someone had gone to Leicester and lost 2-1 then people would have gone away and gone you know Poor result, not the start they wanted, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But that was right back to the to the worst of last year. And four two flattered Sunderland, as, as as you know, yeah. it could have been it could have been eight two, um,
0: and and uh, uh, Sunderland's sort of embarrassment would have been complete. I think the 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 worry would be if we're going to talk about the the transfer side of thing and how that's going to impact the team. Everyone at the start of the season, I feel as though the general feeling was among supporters and everyone that we'd sorted out the back line. We've made those signings and everyone seemed generally comfortable with them. I mean, I'm still not totally convinced in Quattes, but everyone seemed relatively happy that he came. Kabul, I, I quite like Kabul, but people weren't sure about him. We brought in Matthews, who's a, a young talent, and it was all, oh, we need to buy some forwards. Well. At The weekend, the the panic is now that oh wait a minute, is 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 it an individual problem with players or is it a unit? My personal feeling is that it's a unit problem. It's not, it's not the um, the the players themselves, and, and it's about wanting to defend and defend them properly. And I did mention on ITL L that I was a little bit worried about the defence in that in pre-season when I saw them at Doncaster. That one time it was really. Sloppy, and I was thinking, is that because it's a pre season game and they're just a little bit you know, the concentration levels aren't there that you'd expect in, in a proper game. And when we got to the proper game, they got absolutely annihilated. Like it was, it was, re- I mean, it was, I mean, Doncaster went through them like a hot knife through mm-hmm. butter when we when we played them in that first half, not so much a second, and it was like that again. And I was thinking, at Donk, Doncaster, if we play like this in a Premier League game they'll just have an absolute field day yeah. and, and that's what happened at first I mean Mahrez had a field day he was you know pulling all the strings all Brighton you know he was a decent oh, Premier yeah. League player yeah. he's not exact, He's not like a world beater no. but he was absolutely you know just down that left side crosses it was just a constant threat I mean the second goal Quartz was making you know too many yeah. mistakes
2: too, Ka- casual, Kabul, too casual is he too casual uh can't possibly be match fit and it, no. and it showed I um, think to be
0: fair to Kabul, he was Pretty much defending on his own at times. He, I mean, he looks bad. I think he probably. Lo- I haven't seen the highlights, but I imagine he probably looks worse on the highlights because he's always there trying to stop yeah. the end. And it got to him. I mean, Van Arnold yeah. just left him exposed. There was times where I think it was Ogazaki and Vardy were just sitting on, sitting behind him and just going, "Right, I'm going to sit in this space." Yeah. And he, and then Kaboul was just two on one against. Sometimes he was three on one trying to stop people coming down the our left hand side. This and even chat Costell, doesn't help in my optimism even, levels. Even, I'll be honest,
2: even Costel Panteliman as well, you know, didn't cover himself in glory with the the three goals. I mean, hmm. forget the penalty, but uh, the other three goals, he did make saves that stopped it from turning into a, a hammering. But he also might have done better with uh, certainly the two
0: glancing headers I mean the, the ball's travelled too far for, for I mean the, the Vardy header, the ball's gone about 15 yards after he's he's connected yeah. with it and this, the second one the same um, you know but I mean the, you look at the defender for the second one I mean what, Johnson I mean talk about a talking gesture challenge yeah. pathetic and then the ball comes over and Van Arnold's had three looks at Mares, and he's watched him he's behind us, behind us, oh he's in front of us it's in the back of the net, I mean yeah. Casual, terrible defending, like really bad. Um, it's it's just to it's organise it. It's ba- that's basic, like yeah. the basics that they didn't do. I mean, Leicester the goals they scored, the chances that they missed were probably easier than the the, the goals they that work? they scored.
1: Yeah. Well, if you're talking about the the backline as a unit, there, then are we surprised that? Because when we signed Kaboul and we and we made the uh, Quattersdale permanent, I kind of like most people probably thought we would finish the season with those two as a as the partnership at the heart of the defence. However, I'm a little bit surprised that O'Shea hasn't been eased out. Um, you know, you talk about it, our captain, and I know he's had the odd shocking performance like they all yeah. have, but generally he's been quite sound in the last couple of seasons. Yeah. So are we surprised he didn't start and he wasn't eased out, perhaps, as the season went on?
2: Yeah, I was surprised that O'Shea didn't start. I thought he would probably start instead of Kabul just because Kabul wasn't fully yeah, match fit. Exactly. exactly. Um, you know, the weather in, in the longer term... Kabul will be one of your one of Dick Advocar's, uh automatic picks in the starting eleven. Fair enough, but I would have started with the fit players, and then gone gone from there for your first game. Um, certainly, that that's that was one thing I thought. Also, on the half hour, to to change um, to 4-4-2 showed that even a manager of Avocars experience um, can get his tactics completely wrong. Obviously, 4-3-3 with the in the middle of a central three um
0: was was a huge huge is, failure we knew that we knew that in mm. january we yeah. knew that when we signed him in january well,
1: advocate knew it because he played him on the left of the front three yeah. Where, but what, what when we the were option? getting
0: those results as the season ended yeah. Fletcher and Graham had been injured had 't they so they weren't yeah. probably not fully fit and and you 've got a play to four i mean he 's going to be one he 's probably the top earner now yeah, he's you one quality striker and you've like, got to you, get him in the team you've got to get him in the team somewhere, and this is the problem that we Highlighted in January when we all bought predicted. him yeah. that he shouldn't. It was everyone got carried like. I've read a few people today saying, "Oh, we need to make a statement of intent signing and all this." They don't. They need to sign the right players for the right amount, right amount of money, um, and and whether it's on loan, whether it's on a permanent, it doesn't matter because you you don't want to be in a relegation battle again. And if we if we're going to be you know, if we're going to try and progress, sometimes you have to you look. You have to have a short term plan within your long term plan. And if your team's full of good players, it doesn't matter if they're on loan. If they if they leave after twelve or eighteen months, if you replace them, that's fine. And and that that's how they've got to look. They need to fill the team with players who are better than they've got. Yeah. And, and they've got to get those players no matter no matter no matter what. Um. But again, they're restricted within the budget. You can't. It's not. It's not easy to just go, and buy these players. You know, people. People talk about a lack of ambition at Sunderland, and I just I can't agree with it because it, it's it's like me saying I want to buy I want a Ferrari so I'm just going to have one because my ambition is to have a Ferrari. Well, I can't drive for starters, <laughs> and I can't afford a Ferrari. But so that means I can't go and get one, and that that's the position Sunderland are in. We were at the top of the we we're at the top of the wage bill.
1: It's Bec- the, it's the wage bill that's the, the yeah. that's maybe people. Are- I think the point yeah. that people are missing pops because they're looking at all these other sides spending big money and yeah. it's, I think it's a natural sort of human condition to sort of compare well, let's isn't keep it they're the, 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 keeping up with the Joneses f- isn't it the frustration it? is mm. you
2: look at teams you know, compa- you know that you could put on a comparable level to Sunderland or uh, you know look at Stoke can can their wage bill be so much different to Sunderland's? You look at the players that they're bringing in. Is it the argument you know, the Crystal way? Palace? But Pal- Palace have
0: only been in the Premier League for two minutes. They've been in, you know, compared to Sunderland. Yeah, but they look, have, We did what Palace did. Yeah, six years ago. But Palace are bringing in a player
2: like Connor Wickham on the wages that he was on at Sunderland, yeah. a player that Sunderland needed to get off the wage bill. To get his does wages it, does, off, you does, know, does, what does that tell you? Does it
1: resurface the old argument then that perhaps some of these? I mean, um, you mentioned there, Wickham is certainly not. A, he won't have took a pay cut. Uh, isn't going to be isn't no. going to come cheap. But some of these other players, perhaps, are on less than maybe players at Sunderland because of the whole geographical thing again. Because yeah. that's been suggested in Crystal the past.
0: Pal- but anyway, Crystal Palace's squad won't be bloated with bad like the players. That we've got, like like our situation. That's what I'm saying. Do the we need w- do we need wood. players
1: more to track them in the area because that's been suggested before?
2: But when we're talking about Deadwood, you know, we're talking the, the <coughs> players that you that you named, Gareth. You know, you named four players there: Mavrias and Roberge and Bridcutt and Buckley. I mean, can they be on such huge wages? I bet you they're on.
0: they are on only four players. Sixty, seventy grand between the four of them.
2: Between the four of them. Well, so okay, so you're talking about what fifteen, sixteen, seventeen thousand yeah. pound a piece that's not a fortune
0: in Premier League terms if you get, but if they're not playing it is if they're not good enough it is because that that's the point isn't it they take, they, those, that's what I was saying if we got rid of say, and if you add Graham and Fletcher into that equation you get rid of one of them I mean I bet you Graham will be on the best part of 30 yeah. Fletcher will Martin be on the best part a of 30 or contract, Martin O'Neill contract yeah. so they're going to be on a fortune Yeah. so you, you look at that situation you get rid of one of them, you're looking at £90,000 a week that like you've probably saved off the wage bill from five players who aren't really contributing. I know Fletcher actually did... like I'm not a massive fan of Fletcher at the moment, but yeah. haven't been for the last 18 months, but he did all right when he came on at the weekend and he helped Defoe out, and Defoe was probably over the 90 minutes Sunderland's best player. Yeah, um yeah. Lenz, I was watching him and you know, all that bullishness and everything before the game at the weekend. And it's good to hear. I'm not not going to write him off. I'm not going to slag him off at this point. But you just looked at him. You thought you watched him realise the magnitude of the situation that he's going to find himself in. As the one, you know... In,
2: in my opinion, the one true quality yeah, signing quality that Sunderland have signed. One quality player is not going. One quality addition is not going to be able to uh, carry no. that, that team. Not Especially Not, from, not, from not, a not wise playing yet. Yeah. Not one yeah. wide. If that edition. was a centre midfielder, you might see yeah. yeah, perhaps. Yeah.
0: Or
1: but,
2: a
0: centre back somewhere yeah. in the spine of the team, maybe. Yeah. But you're not like you're not, it, you know He's going to provide you
2: cre- creativity going going forward. Uh, not on Saturday because r- really
0: after half yeah. an hour it was damage limitation. I mean, you, look, um, you looked at him. After yeah i watched look when the penalty went in, I looked at him and he was just like shell shocked well
2: uh, i mean he's, he's probably like never seen, he's probably never no. seen defending no. defending like that on Saturday in his life you know and you know <laughs> apart from last season neither did i yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: that, that's the thing it's it's sad that we've kind of come to expect this, and it's you feel a little bit you know you don't want to be too harsh at. At times, because you you want to keep that sense of perspective, but it because it keeps on happening, yeah. and you know you can't you can't get blame some people. For, I mean, for getting hysterical about certain things and getting annoyed, um, but it's I mean it's we we you go into that first week of the season. It doesn't matter who you are, you know. Even the worst teams we've ever had, even before the fifteen point season, I was saying you know everyone had written us off. But you're a fan, and you primarily you stick up for your team, and you say, "No, listen, we're not going to go into it with this negative mentality." You know, every it's the first game of the season. You know,
2: it's really, that's what was really frustrating. I mean, I must, I must have, I came away from Leicester, and, and I was quite angry mm. um, on behalf of the 3,000 Sunderland fans that that you know went all that way, and uh, and were treated to that for the their troubles. You know, <coughs> it was a lovely sunny. August afternoon, and I bet they must have thought that there were plenty of other ways they could have spent mm. it Be um, but but they <laughs> but they they you know turned up to support the team and they did support the team all the way through, you know despite what the, what they saw going on in front of them um and it, but the frustrating thing is that all the, the optimism and the and the hope that comes with it with a new season the, the 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 thought that think this time things might be different that Sunderland might have a, a decent start a decent campaign it was all gone in half an hour and you just thought you know that this is, this is just no no way to to go on that's just such a, a depressing uh, outlook I mean you mentioned the fifteen point team there that fifteen point team uh, under Mick McCarthy. Um, it was for nearly every game that season. Um, they were never out out outclassed in a game. They, they, they were just not quite good enough mm. in any of their games. But on on Saturday, Sunderland were absolutely outclassed by a very ordinary Leicester team, a Leicester team that that looked certainties for relegation uh, for three quarters of last season. Um, you know, but Leicester managed to continue their momentum from the end of last season, and Sunderland didn't. I mean, they were just faster,
0: sharper. Three yards ahead every time, so It's was
1: back to pace and power, the lack of it but it side, was, i don 't even it?
0: think it was pace and power, it was just urgency and fitness, yeah, yeah. it was fitness I season then yeah. Dick I
2: Avocar mean, said after the yeah. game he, he he did say after after the game, he said, you know talking about Sunderland he, he, he said, you know we're just too slow, everything 's one pace, you know he can see see the problem uh, i mean it 's up to him to to put that right somehow, but you know he, he, you know he, he's no fool. He's an experienced coach, and and he's going to be trying to drill that into the players. But it seems to be a mind, a mindset, and mentality.
0: I mean, you, usually it's Catamol who's the one who who had that drive, and yeah. he was gone after half an hour.
1: Uh, yeah, I was thinking about this today. Cat, doesn't Catamol always seem to need a few games to get in into his stride almost? And when he comes back from injury and suspension, the first couple of games, he always seems to be a bit rusty. Uh, I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly, like, or whether I'm just saying that because yeah, of, the, what, of, of what happened on Saturday, after but that's injury, certainly how it certainly. isn't Yeah. So you think the first game of the season, he always seems to yeah, take I'm, a while to get started. I'm not sure
2: about the start of the, the season, but when he comes back from an injury or even a, you know, a. Three game ban or whatever, then yes, you know. But normally at the start of the season, he, he seems to be pretty yeah, good. Scored beauty in the first game last he, <laughs> right,
0: yeah. he came when he came out the tunnel, led them out. I looked at him and thought he does not right to me. Yeah. Um, he looked pale. Right, yeah. like, I thought. I, I, I thought he looks ill. Like I, 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 don't know if there's anything gone on or anything, but he just didn't look f- fit. Like he didn't look well. Um, right. And then that penalty he gave away. I mean, that's so like yeah. like to, to put that challenge in you. You don't see yeah. him do that anymore. You don't see him go to ground like that anymore yeah. in those situations. And it was so off, like, you know, not something you'd expect to see from him anymore. And Maybe there was
1: a problem there. And that, I don't and know I mean. I'm not, making excuses. Minutes, yeah. I'm not well, making excuses for it, him. About it is interesting. It, he wasn't He
0: wasn't in there on his own, like you said, Stephen. It's, there's, there's a collective effort in there. There's, yeah. there's Rodwell and Larson. I mean, Rodwell.
2: It is interesting, you know, if you were going to change to four four two and you are going to hook one of your two central midfielders, you know, most Sunderland fans would say that Rodwell is the one bef- before Catamount. Yeah. So maybe there was something. I I'm not aware of, of anything, but no. if he had been ill or something the day before, then maybe that, that's something that, that uh, um, would have influenced the. decision but I don't know whether that's true or true or not, I'm purely guessing though.
0: He's got a goal in him I guess Rodwell did, did argue even last season when he was nowhere near what you'd expect of him, he, he'd still scored what, three or four goals um, yeah. but I mean Rodwell, you still have criticism again I mean the second half, I mean the game's gone that's the thing, the game's gone in the second half and Leicester have dropped off and I, I thought Back end of the second half, he was at least trying to offer for the ball and get on it. I mean, he wasn't doing a lot with the ball, but at least he was offering for it and he wanted it and he was trying to do, trying to get something going. I mean, that's, but it's not, it's not enough. It's not well, like we're talking about buying players on big money. I mean, that's ten million pounds we spent yeah. on Jack Rodwell. Okay. You know, you, you, it's a five-year contract, and we, we said we've got to give him the time to deliver, but. You know, you'd hope after a full pre-season that he's had, he, he, he might have offered a little bit more. And he's, you know, he's probably in the side on on reputation uh, and reputation alone, really, at the moment, isn't he?
1: Talking about individual players because I don't keep sense collective. Effort, but you mentioned Rodwell. I know he he did get a lot of criticism from fans. Van Arnolt, you've already touched upon it. Um, what was the situation with him? Because it, attacking fullbacks, you know, when your fullbacks get forward and the marauding fullbacks, you're always going to have a problem, James. Of have been exposed um, defensively. Now, it isn't rocket science to say your centre midfielders is normally the ones who who cover. So was there an issue there, or was it a lack of responsibility from Van Arnold himself, or a bit of both?
2: It's a tricky one, but I mean, what's what's you know what's beyond doubt is that, that, he, that Van Arnold for me was was Sunderland's worst player mm-hmm. on on Saturday. Um, yes, he was up against a, a winger who I rate highly did last season uh, in Riyad Mahrez. I think, on a side note, sorry to interrupt you, but I think he's somebody we should have gone for in I summer. completely agree. I think if you're looking for a winger and you're considering the likes of um, Adnan Yanezai, why not
0: yeah. Why not try and make you a You feel as Leicester a are Mahrez. kind of team you could buy a player yeah. from.
2: Mahrez has signed a new contract at Leicester so he's going nowhere yeah. now, but had Sunderland looked at that earlier in the season, he would have been someone on my list. Um, but yeah, um you know van Anholt was was completely um you know out, outdone by uh, by Mahrez, uh not only uh, in terms of the goals but just generally over over the course of the game um i know that uh, the biggest question mark against uh, van Anholt is is whether he can can defend um you know there's an argument that he'd be better off employed as a as a winger rather than uh, uh, rather than as a left back I don't know about that. I'd have to see him play yeah. further forward and then make a decision. But uh, but certainly defensively, there's big questions. When, when you're
0: a fullback, you see the whole game. Yeah. When you're a winger, you don't. It's behind you. So I think until somebody's played as a winger, after they've played at fullback, it's like you say. You can't really judge. Mm. I think coming from deep's different <clears> than <throat> being playing off up on the shoulder. Yeah. But I think. I think you're right to an extent about the, the defending thing, but we've seen he can defend, we've seen he can concentrate when he wants yeah. to. I think it might be an
1: attitude issue with Van Amo. He's in a mood because his cousin didn't sign. He's Because He's he Leroy first is his cousin, isn't he? He spat his dummy out. I Leroy's yeah. not coming in.
0: <laughs> you don't like the to level the criticism, like this particular criticism I'm going to with players, but I, feel, I felt as though he, he gave up. I felt as though he gave up a little bit. in that. Like He just stopped doing... He stopped going back over. So once he'd gone forward and the ball possession was lost, there might be times when he, was,
2: when he was sauntering back when when the ball had been given away and and he gave yeah. that Im- impression. They he didn't left him Ka- enough yeah. urgency
0: to get back and, and make a challenge. He left Kabul completely exposed, sold him down the river every time. It there needs to be
1: midfield cover as well, doesn't it? It does, but. What? You need, but pre- you need prepare if you have it a, does, a, a player like Lens who plays high up the field, and that's that, that's. But Lens was playing. Lens played when it play went to the right hand side. Johnson mm. was
0: playing on okay, the. left. Okay, well
1: even so, the players who were intended to play high up the field obviously I didn't mm-hmm. watch the game, um, but you have to plan for that by the centre midfielders you then pick. Yeah, yeah. I mean you well, have to yeah, do a bit covering over that side. Who who was well, I'm on the guessing, left of the three? I'm the midfield. Guessing. Well, it wasn't a
0: three at that point. It was a two. Yeah, because okay. we were playing four which four two, which makes it harder. Which then, makes doesn't it harder. So I guess what you have to
1: see when you change when you move to a four four two then you need to rein your full-backs in a little bit, don't you? I'm
0: assuming that
2: that Adam Johnson went over on that left side because he would offer Van Anholt more cover than Lentz because Lentz isn't much of uh, a defender either, but you wouldn't expect him to be, but possibly there was more cover available from Johnson than from Lentz. Well, you look at...
0: I mean, Johnson's performance was pretty garbage anyway. I mean, he was... Laboured and he looked you know, I mean he missed. Two he was at games. least
2: he was at least looking looking to um create something. He created he, the goal for, for yeah, Defoe and, and there were a couple of other instances where he, he put decent yeah. you know, balls in into the area. Um but yeah he wasn't great. I mean it wasn't it wasn't a day for football and, and,
0: and also, you know, not to get into that, this topic of conversation, but you know, from a making him captain just think, you know, when someone's in the spotlight just don't do things that are going to point eyes in that direction give it to someone else, give it to Larson or something like that You know, let's not be naive, we know what the whole ground is singing and it was going on for the whole game and you, you know just you don't need why make life more difficult than you need it to be you're 3 nil down after half an hour the captain's been taken off and then you do that it's just, when, when we implode, it's like you know, th- when that Volcano went off in Iceland, like, that's it, game over, you know. Nobody can travel internationally. It's like we're really, really, really exploding. Tough. It, it, it's just, it, sometimes, that, that and that, I think that is the source of the frustration. It's all right, like, I try and be level-headed, but I'm sitting there like you will be, James. You know, you're sitting next to people like Benno and Nick, who watch every game, you're sitting next to Chris Young, and you're looking at each other and you're going, yeah, my uh-huh. You can see it coming, yeah. that's the problem. You just know. You, you, know. Like, you know, and it, it's, it's, not, it's unacceptable. We said it last season, it's unacceptable. And the team that started was not much different. We had, what, two new players, really?
2: Lens and
0: not Lens Quartos, but Quartes, he was he's here played. Yeah. And yeah. then Matthews came on second half. He started badly defensively, but yeah. he grew into it a little bit. And he looked a threat going forwards. But, I mean, I'll tell you what, Jones, he, he's escaped because. DME, yeah, he was absolutely He was like you. You remember Jones in the Bradford game? Mm, yeah, he was like that. He couldn't do anything. He kept on giving the ball away. He couldn't get it every, every time someone came to screen him when he had the ball. He tried to pass it round them and gave it straight to them every time. It yeah. was absolutely garbage. He was only saved by the fact he was the second worst the second worst fullback. I mean, I I think they were both awful in their own ways. They were probably a tie. I mean, I think Jones was, like, quietly terrible, whereas, like, Fanano was, like, jumping up and down going, look how
1: awful I've been. (laughs) So it was like a... <laughs> a, a strange, like, sort of combo. but... Uh, you you over on that point a little bit and you spoiled my very laboured segue when you mentioned international travel. Make it, make it anyway, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going Well, we talked about it like, a s- yeah, weeks ago, saying I was thinking ha- going to America is a yeah. stupid idea. James, we keep saying we look leggy, Leicester had it, unless I'm mistaken, I don't think Leicester went travelling around the world as far as I know Um, well (laughs) they did it at the
2: end of last season but less said about that the better I don't know about in pre-season they went went, went to Austria actually they went went, to Austria on pre-season
1: so Europe yeah Yeah. which is fair enough and reasonable enough do you think that makes a difference it's hardly ideal preparation is it you're travelling on 16 flights flights. 6 flights in 10 days yeah exactly ridiculous I don't don't
2: think it's a good idea Um, I don't see that there's any value in it for for Sunderland you know if you're Manchester United, mm. and you go into the Far East, or if you're Liverpool going somewhere, then you know I don't think it's great for the players, but there's some commercial value in it. I would question how much commercial value yeah. there is in, in Sunderland Absolutely. going
0: to uh, going to America or somewhere like that. You could probably argue that um, there was more commercial value in keeping Altidore for shirt sales than there was probably flying out to America for preseason. Yeah,
1: in a game that Altidore didn't play or any of their better players. Yes, yeah. well, and the yeah, was the, half
0: full. That game would have caught. Co- I mean, they played. They played about. Twenty players in the game, didn't there? And like yeah. they were all reserves. I mean,
2: you know, I, I I think that that's some something. Where, this, this is where where you have the two halves of the club, the you know the football department and the rest of the club, possibly pulling in slightly different directions. And I think that that um, the football has to come first. It's as simple as that. And the, and I know that Dick Avicar, uh, his future were, was up in the air at the time that the. Uh, that the deals were done for the trip to America and Canada, but in in future, I think the manager should be should should be strong. Yeah. Should be in a position where he can turn around and say, "No, we're not doing yes, that." We'll That's say. not how I want my team to prepare.
1: Yeah, I guess it was an ideal time for the club to say, "Okay, let's go to America," because there wasn't a manager in place to oppose it. Was yeah. there? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Do you think anyone would oppose it? I mean, we've been before. We've played as mean. I, I think, think a strong you know, manager would have something to say about it. Like a forty-minute game when we went with McCarthy or something against Vancouver Whitecaps. I think we're now in the MLS but at the time they weren't um but yeah the game's over there we've been, we've happened, been yeah. in, before the 15 point season we went out to america yeah um but you know the thing is it's when we talk about this it sounds like we're making excuses and being revisionist and but i think you know i think it's a common a common concern among many people that the commercial side of things is you know starting to run you know spoil the football side of things and this is a you you know like you say there's no real commercial value in Sunderland we're not on the television like hardly on the season you know the sky really don't pick our games um you know maybe it's just (laughs) best if you focus on the pitch and start doing quite well then maybe you might become commercially viable and that'll take care of itself instead of trying to shove a team down people's throats yeah. When you're competing against Chelsea, Arsenal, Manchester United, Manchester City, Liverpool, yeah. who are already well established out there, you know you're trying to get people to decide to support a team, you know, out of choice, which you know doesn't, you know, as a Sunderland fan, you know, you, you often, like I say, ninety percent of football supporters who support Sunderland don't have a choice in it; it's just inherited. Mm.
2: It. Yeah. I'm not privy privy to the figures, Gareth, but I, I would I would guess um, that. Uh, finishing one place higher in the Premier League would yield more extra money than all the money that yeah. Sunderland
0: take from America. Exactly, exactly, yeah. exactly. That, I mean, that, that's that's the thing. I mean, and you know, you know how how can you how are you going to sell this club to to people? You know, we all well. We've fought relegation for eight years, even though we've been in the Premier League. I mean, it's you know you know do well on the football pitch, and everything else takes care of itself. That at the moment, you know, we, we can't lose sight of that. We can't get bogged down. I think maybe that's why we're in the position we probably are from a financial perspective with wages and whatnot. Is because you you go in too fast and you you're trying to compete immediately. You're trying to go two or three steps yeah. above yourself before you can. And and fortunately, we're not a club like Portsmouth, for example, who have a smaller fan base and could never sustain what they did. Um, and I, I think you you know you look over the years. From a financial perspective as well, we've been in the Premier League for a long time now, and and you, you know we've, we've we have signed players for lots of money, um, and, and we have had quality players and and it hasn't worked and we we didn't kick on and now it's a case we're clawing, we're just trying to claw back, we're trying to like yeah. we're treading water and like there's no way, the only way to improve is to spend more money but if you're not allowed if you break the rules and if you break the it, I know. Some people say that the the FFP thing, other teams break it, so why can't we? Well, I think there's. I'm not an expert, financial expert, but I believe there's a Premier League like a Premier League cut off, and there's there's a European cut off, a UA for one. Now the the Premier League cut off incurs a potential points penalty if you if you break the rules. So. You know, you talk about I know I think mm. some teams in the championship have had transfer bans, haven't they? Yeah. Breaking the FFP, yeah, I think they have, from, yeah. but that was that was the UEFA for FFP, not the the league one. I don't know if the football league are governed by an uh, internal FFP like the Premier League. Oh. It's
2: it's uh, it's a mess, and and it's currently changing as as well. Yeah. I think even UEFA are, uh, are relaxing it because it's, it's coming under challenge from all all parts, and I think that that's going to be
0: something that's looked at. So, uh, I think I think the thing is, it, it we now we've plateaued in in this FFP, and it's almost like everybody's been put in the place. But if they lift it, it just means the the teams who could afford to capitalise during the FFP and take the hits financially, yeah. you know, still gonna have gained an advantage in that time. And then on top of that, they're gonna start, you yeah. know, because it's the commercial revenue that that makes that that gives you the advantage. So teams like Manchester United, Manchester City, who N- Sponsored themselves basically, um, you know, all of these sorts of players, sort of sorry teams, can manipulate the system to suit themselves because yeah. they can draw in massive, massive commercial contracts. Sunderland so aren't going to attract the commercial sponsorship levels that those teams can, which gives yeah. them that advantage yeah. with the wages. So I mean, the the FFP really is it's it's an
1: ass, isn't it? Because it's it's <laughs> it's not going to. No, it's not yeah. going to help. It's really it. flawed, isn't it? But uh, I'm looking at some tweets here. Um, I was going to save something for Thursday, actually, because a lot of people are asking about the, the team selection. And, that, and we have covered a, a, We've lot, covered of a lot of these. Yeah, yeah we have, but we still meant. I mean, we we're still. Give the people a mention. Say, you know, but ben Wright's saying, can you mention our weak midfield, of course, which disappeared after five minutes, and we had. And uh, he says it's no wonder Dick Avocat tried to sign two. One of those fell through. I've, I think we, we have touched that as well. And Joe Smith's asking why the players weren't fit. Uh, Once enough left-back's a priority after Van Arnolds, I wouldn't suggest so, perhaps, because didn't was you say that?
0: afterwards saying if, if people were saying, like, around the ground, like, oh, well, if Alonso's available for three million quid, then go and get Alonso. I mean, I don't think that's a bad idea because you can't have too many. I think Alonso was a good
1: player. Mm. I liked him when he was here. And he was in two Jones. or three million quid. They yeah. can both play left back, can't they? I think that was well, the idea. That, Alleg- yeah, play in alleged commas, yeah. Alleged. Uh, <laughs> um Stephen Barker saying if Dick does go two up front, which I. I'm not sure he'd go all out to I front. think he will. I, think, I mean, do we'll you? talk about an idea, but well, I think he will at the weekend. OK, well, he's asking if we need another striker now. We've, we've kind of mentioned as well, I think Dick's already come out and he, he couldn't have been clearer about it. He says he, would, he will have to change things if he can't get a new striker.
2: Quite simply, Dick wants to play um, 4-3-3 mm-hmm. um, and he's established that, that you can't do that with Jermaine Defoe leading the line. Um, so you either need the right kind of striker to play through the middle and play four three three, or else you
1: have to play a different system. And if you play, start getting on a four four two as well, again we'll talk about it on Thursday. It's back to the centre midfielders again. You need to, <laughs> you need to have good centre midfielders. Was Jackarini available to play of the week? He was on yeah. the bench, he on he didn't the bench come on because it's because we've said before that he might work with two sort of solid midfielders behind him. Now if in- you got him here in- and Catamar, and then Jack ahead of them will be an option, I guess. Yeah.
0: But that's look, if we get Yannasai, that's that's where he'll go in it. Yann and I probably probably yeah. sitting
1: yeah. that hole in the screen. Or on the right and they can yeah. sort of move about. Can't they? Yeah. Interchange the, the three if you were looking at I mean I
2: saw uh, I saw um Jan and Villa's debut. I was gonna say where you you were yeah, there I when you were the under I twenty was, ones. I saw I you was, one? Of those. Yeah. Um I was gonna I was there about to that. see him. Um you know, he he looked a good player, obviously. He's, he's working on, on his fitness, but he looked comfortable, um, passed the ball well, he's got a great range of, of passing. Um you know, he, he he's not going to get you many goals, but that's not what he's there to do. He's he's kind of like Lee Catamall in that in that uh, area. You know, he's he, he's he's a defensive midfielder, but he looks good, plenty of physical presence. Uh, but then, of course, you know, he lived up to his sort of um, volatile reputation, and um, you know, got involved in that um, head butted. Norwich player and off he went and so that kind of renders all talk of what's he like as sort of like you know, apart from that Mrs Lincoln did you enjoy the play mm. you know it's
1: well, we've got a couple of tweets actually coming since we started sorry, with I um, was no, just saying with Inver with,
0: with, it it's funny I think he only had one red card in his career before yeah. that I mean it's yeah. just bizarre maybe he was just it?
1: frustrated at the, the result of Leicester and he, yeah. you know, he really he's that, is, he's he's that passionate already it. he's, bought, he's into bought, bought, already. Into yeah. bought into it but we've had a, a couple of tweets I will mention they've came in since the show started um, Tommy Boyd makes a good point especially when we're, we're, we're talking about how tired and unfit perhaps the players looked he wants to know why we think Advocate only used two subs <sighs> I'm sorry, I think who was
2: left on on the bench Cagrini, Graham. Jacquarini Graham, so you're talking about strikers. and um,
0: obviously you O'Shea, um Mononi. O'Shea, I was surprised
2: that um, O'Shea. Um I was surprised that O'Shea didn't start. Um but yeah, I mean possibly o- O'Shea, um, to come in. Um but attacking wise I I, I don't think that uh, you know it would have been worth tinkering too much up up front, to be honest no. to be honest with you. I mean
0: there was that once you 'Cause he, I think maybe it's had something to do with the fact that he changed the system completely after half an hour, so yeah. that affects the way you make changes in the game from the players you pick on the bench. So if you yeah. stay in a four three three for ninety minutes, you've got options for that system. Yeah. If he had to t- make the changes he probably could have made might have changed. He could have done a like for like Defoe for Graham. Yeah. But DeFoe was playing well, so he probably wouldn't um and that, that I mean he could have brought Jack Arena on in a wide area. I thought maybe he might take Lentz off Back end of the second half because he yeah. started to look a bit tired, but actually as, as he sort of had a, he sort of came again a little bit and I mean he does look a good player. Lens, he, yeah. he some of the turns that he made and he put a great ball in in, the, in right at the end of the game where he yeah. absolutely skinned his full back and he had put a yeah. lovely ball across. And I think if Defoe had been clattered just before, yeah. so I think if. He hadn't been clattered before. Would have probably been it's perfect. For him, that, just yeah. you know, six yards out would mm. have been a tap in. Um, but maybe that maybe that's the reason. we question a reason before. I that's
1: lack of sort of substitution. didn't we? When when other players were sort of running themselves in the ground against Newcastle, didn't he? Didn't he sort of refuse mm. to make changes? I can't remember. But it. I thing, wouldn't be able
0: to say what. There's a, there's something logical to that, though, because you, you look at how weak we can be at times, and when when you disrupt that. That system and that solidity by introducing someone new into a into a fraught game, that it could crumble. Because yeah. you know how fragile it is. Like who's to say? I, I mean, when we play new, when you one nil in the game, we're not winning games two or three nil. So when you one nil in the game, if if the other team equalise, you've got a fear. You've got a fear for Sunderland because mm. they could go. They could, they could go. If you bring in bringing a
2: sub, you know. Um, into one of these games as well. If it takes them five minutes to get up mm. to speed, what happens in that five yeah, minutes? Exactly. That's the kind mm. of thing.
1: A couple of tweets I want to finish on. Then just quick, um, quick responses. I think f- uh, for this, An- An- Anthony Thurkle wants to know if it is too soon to be worried about the lack of creativity and shock and defending, or can we just write it off as one of those days? We have a lot of those. One of those days as <laughs> well, don't, a don't problem, we?
2: Isn't it? Yeah, I, th- I think that there's more creativity in in the team this this season with Lens. I think Lens will, will will be, you know, a, a good creative spot. Uh, what worried me from the weekend was the the defence.
1: Mm-hmm. Agree with that, Gareth.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's. Looking for reaction want, So early in the get. season Aren't you well, think after the Straight after the game People are always talking about How Norwich and Swansea Are going to be These, these massive games And we talked about Where the fixtures came out Oh it was a, a Relatively decent start The problem is If you're not ready Then it's a bad start Because you haven't got The players in place You're not fit enough And you have thrown away Four the or five of your opportunities mm. to get the results, and then you, you're playing catch-up, and you've got the worst games to come. So and
2: if if you leave it until the until deadline day, you know you've played four games by then. That's ten percent of your season gone.
0: And then they're going to take two or three games to get into it as well. I mean, yeah. we we signed players at, at the end of the window, and it's great. Kind of There's it a
1: great Twitter quote on. the think it's Pop's Twitter season already on the first the episode. Season. Yeah, Michael Paul says. Were furt and Lombard's field medicals really down to the fact that we don't have an airport and should we sign Blue <laughs> <laughs> That's great that to be fair. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't take them literally I wouldn't take them literally yeah. but that's a good, that's a good tweet. That. We should
0: thank the people who contributed so Michael Paul, Tommy Boyd Liam Waite Mike Grady Stephen Barker Joe Smith Cyril and Ben Wright who all sent messages which we probably would have come back to later in the show like we usually do but we Pretty much covered all of the points that were suggested. So pretty thanks, obvious, aren't they? But thanks the, the, for uh, lack
1: of presence in midfield, shotgun yeah. defending. Yeah. The things we would involved. talk about anyway. Yeah. But thanks for getting involved. Absolutely. Yeah. Is that a wrap? Yeah. I, can I, can I, I can't leave. see the timer from where I am. It's around a the forty-five minute mark. I went injury in time. 46. O- 46. Stop it! I can only apologise that it's been such a depressing
2: first no, start. No, g- well, it's,
0: <laughs> it's been a Well, it's it's been. a hope people listen. I think it's better, isn't it, when you've got something to mourn about. If everything's going well, everyone you know, everyone likes everything, and that's boring, isn't it? Misery. That's what we want. Know, misery. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it. Then okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll be back on Thursday with uh, into the light to preview. We're not going to call it a must-win game already, are we? We might drop it in just for the for the crack and the band that. Let's
0: say it's must-win then. Must-win. For the must-win must win. game against Let's Norwich. Pick it up, pick it up. Must-win game. On. Pressure Pile on
1: Advocat already.
0: Pile it on. Will we have, do you reckon we'll have a would have been linked with any new names by Thursday? I hope so. Give us something to talk about. <laughs> if anything, sure will. Pedro plays tomorrow night, doesn't he? Probably his last game for Barcelona, mm. is that tomorrow night? He wants hinging on that, apparently. So that's, that's the one to look I'll wait for. for the
1: meltdown when he, when he turns us down. Everybody says, well, why didn't we sound him out before? They and probably then, should we... sound him out before. You, mean, you, like, you would hope they? that that yeah. has happened, to be fair. Yeah. That would be uh, pretty catastrophic, wouldn't it? Van Nal
0: will probably have a word and say, do you fancy it? And then let's, let's hope they've done that, because otherwise that would
1: show horrific foresight. Absolutely. Okay, so we're going to get off then. Thanks for listening. Over and out.
0: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen